I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. Well, one of the things we're looking at on the horizon, what could be next. I mean, what do you, what do, you do if you want to clear a tra- traffic ticket off your record? Or what about something more ser- serious than that? Uh, often it's a, a process that is complicated, that is costly, uh, but it is something that we need to think about uh, in terms of what is next. Uh, very pleased to be joined by Sim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney. And uh, Sim, thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure, Boyd. Wonderful. This is uh, To me, this is one of those important things, uh, I think, where there is actually some common ground across the political spectrum of, uh, let's not give people free passes, but uh, surely there's got to be a better way to help people move forward after they've made a, made a mistake at, uh, at some level. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is not about giving anybody a free pass. But what is uh, uh, conceived in our notion of justice and our uh, expectations is that once you're held accountable and you paid your debt to society, that we want to welcome you back. Now, what the end result, however, has been that when we start to think about that one in three Americans are going to have some sort of a criminal record, and then that criminal record lasts with them much longer after they pay their debt for society and has the collateral consequences on your ability to get an education, a job, a housing, employment. It not only disproportionately impacts them, but can have a generational impact uh, on their families. And uh, so how do we hold people accountable, but then also live up to the ideal of welcoming them back once they've uh, paid their debt to society? And that's something really worthy of us to uh, consider, because otherwise we start picking up the tab as taxpayers on all the other collateral consequences of that. Uh, So the yeah, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I, I think we don't look at the next level consequences of not being able to have these kinds of things expunged or removed once that debt has been paid or once that penalty has been incurred uh, or that justice has, has been served. Uh, that as we just keep those, uh, you know, like a scarlet letter. If someone has to yeah. hold on to that, the ramifications, uh, I mean, you just rattled them off housing, education, employment. Uh, and we know there's uh, Deseret News, I believe, reported that uh, there's over 700,000 uh, people in Utah who have some, sometimes it's a decade old you know, misdemeanor or uh, reckless driving or something. Uh, there's got to be a better way. No, no, absolutely. You know, we did a pilot project with my office where we went back 17 years uh, and we looked at the convictions of people who had successfully completed those convictions. And they were entitled to a one-step or two-step reduction, which could help them expedite that expungement. And it impacted 14,000 unique individuals. And, uh, and, you know, and those who found out about it, you know, called to us in often emotional terms saying, I thought this was something that was a millstone I was going to have around my neck forever. And that I didn't realize that this was something that I could get rid of because that happened uh, 10 years ago or it happened 
15 years ago. And what our research shows is that if a person can go four to seven years without a interaction with law enforcement, then they are no more likely to reoffend or engage in criminal behavior than you and I. So, so I think it's about not giving somebody a free pass, but recognizing the disproportionate collateral consequences, not only to that person, to their families, their earning capacity, and the intergenerational impact it does uh, for these individuals. And if you can't hi- find a place to live, if you can't get a job, then are we not sort of forcing them into the very behavior which we are asking them to uh, uh, to be held accountable and be rehabilitated from? Yeah, a, a record just definitely should not be a life sentence. And I and I again appreciate uh, this idea that this does become intergenerational. And if if there's anything that I think we all agree on that um, America is a redemption story. Uh, and this is one of those areas that we we simply have got to change the the dynamics. It's so complicated in in so many. Uh, there was uh, again coming out of the Deseret News, uh, just looking at a, a state like Michigan, where only six and a half percent of the people who were eligible to clear themselves uh, uh, and having that expunged from their record did it because it was so costly, so time consuming, so complicated and confusing. Yes. Uh, we're really sentencing. We're, we're really having uh, more than one sentence on them and, and even intergenerationally. Yeah. And, you know, and one thing we can be proud of in Utah, you know, we are one of now uh, at one time we were one of two uh, states. Now we're one of three, Michigan and uh, Pennsylvania being the other one. Our legislature needs to be commended that we have tried to now create an automatic expungement scheme uh, uh, with the courts. They're trying to bring it online. Salt Lake County, every uh, few months or so, does an expungement sort of fair, for lack of a better term, uh, where we have uh, volunteers from our community, the bar, and uh, our, our, the, the DA's office, and uh, uh, social workers, where we help them fill out the forms, where we let them uh, get them our community educated to the process that uh, this is not a millstone that uh, or a scarlet letter you need to have for the rest of your life, and here's the way you can do that. So Utah is doing a really good job. Our legislature really needs to be commended on that, and but there's still a lot of work to be done, and that awareness needs to be raised. Yeah, if you're just joining us, Sim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney, uh, talking about this really important process of uh, being able to move forward, uh, that, that, again, this American redemption story we have to make sure that's a real thing and that those who make mistakes, who pay their debt to society, uh, are in a position to, to actually move forward. And, and it seems to me, Sim, that uh, that often it is the politics that get in the way because some will say, oh, well, you're giving them a free pass or you're going easy on crime. And then that creates a left-right debate and you know both sides raise money off it and, and do mailers yeah. and campaigns. But we we got to yes. get down to the issue. No, no, absolutely. And, and so let's, let's be, again, be very clear to those who are joining us that this is not about giving somebody a free pass. This is about being held accountable. This is about uh, being prosecuted and even being convicted. And it is about you paying your debt to society. But then should that sentence be a life sentence? Should that collateral consequences follow you in a disproportionate way? And you're right. The American story is a story of second chances. And uh, and it is also a story that's based on our justice system is based on a notion of rehabilitation. And we want to welcome you back as a productive co-equal member who is a positive contributing member of our community. 
And so this is not about this, you know, uh, violent offenses or domestic violence cases or, or, or those kind of issues. But there are such an overwhelming number of these minor mistakes that are there. And even here's another thing to keep in mind, that it, when you start to create that rap sheet where you may have an arrest but not be convicted, then, you know, being able to clear those components and to really help those individuals or uh, other things that we can do. For example, it's called banning the box where we uh, talk about your pre- previous conviction. If you're a proper candidate and, and the employer likes you, let's start with your qualification rather than your criminal history. Right. So these are the kind of things we can do. And Utah can be very proud. It's not giving a free pass, but it is saying that punishment care and justice can be delivered by being proportionate uh, and uh, and making sure that everybody gets a fair and equal chance to be a productive member of our community. Uh, so appreciate your perspective on this and uh, getting to that right rehabilitation, moving people forward, and and making sure. And, and I am so pleased that the the state of Utah uh, is leading out in this area. And uh, Sim Gill, we know this has been a big part of your platform uh, as you've worked through that people just should never be defined by their worst moments. Uh, we should make no. sure they're empowered and enabled to have some future finest hours. Uh, Sim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Salt Lake County uh, District Attorney Sim Gill. Always appreciate his perspective uh, on this area. Uh, It's so important. These clean slate laws uh, do create space for people who've made mistakes, who've either served their time, paid their penalties, done what they've needed to do uh, so that justice is served, and then they should be able to move on and to move forward. And we, we have to make sure, uh, and uh, as uh, as the district attorney pointed out, uh, we've done some really good things here in the state to make that possible so that people can move forward. There is nothing worse than uh, really double sentencing someone, uh, not just for a mistake they made once and were held to account for, but preventing them from moving forward on everything from employment to education to housing uh, those are all critical things. So this is an area, where, again, where I think the Utah model uh, is leading and working. It's a great model for the country to look at and important for all of us to, to keep in mind. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, uh, just in the last half hour, President Joe Biden has signed the bill, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. We'll talk about what he said in that signing, what it means, how we should celebrate. Coming up next on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.